Okay, now I think I can actually hear. Yes? No? Yeah, I can hear. All right. It's always a good way to uh, have that information for an audio format on this podcast. <laughs> if you can call that uh, so. such a thing. Uh, the normal computer that I use is still restarting right now. So. Oh, nice. What, what yeah. sort of uh, gear are you running with now? You do your interviews. I'm sorry? What sort of gear are you uh, running with now when you do your interviews? Gear. <laughs> the working computer, whichever one is. <laughs> the, yeah, whatever is going on with that thing right now is normally <laughs> use. I think I, I gave up on um, altogether trying to get good microphones to work well. I, I'm just, yeah, not good at it, so. You're also one of those people that I find uh, so annoying in this world, and I'm sure you would turn that around on me uh, for different reasons, that you're just so anti-Apple. This is just like, it's like the the old commercials. It's like, just just buy a Mac. Just buy a Mac and (laughs) plug in a microphone and you'll be fine. But you're not alone. Andrew uh, the Curb is the same way, just refuses. Nope, (laughs) not having it at all. And I, I just don't understand it. Um. I'm used to my broken leg at this point, I guess. Why, why go get it fixed? So. That's exactly what uh, PC makers want to put in their ads. <laughs> You're used to the pain at this point. Tommy? <laughs> Tommy, you can't go in there. Lori. Tommy. Lori. Tommy. He killed Marion. And he attacked Lindsay, too. What? Karen. We didn't know for sure. I didn't know what to tell you. Mom, I just want you to be okay. Listen, I just want you to know when he gets here. I'm going to kill him. Because 40 years ago, when I was a kid, yeah. you protected me. So tonight, I'm going to protect you. Okay? Nurse, you know, I appreciate you, but could you get out, please? Like, get out now. We had him. How did he escape? I don't know. I don't know. What do we do? We don't have the police support. We fight. We always fight. person died. If you track Michael's victims, that's a straight line to Michael's childhood home. What do we do? We fight. Let's hunt him down. 
is flesh and blood. But a man couldn't have survived that fire. The more he kills, the more he transcends. Oh no! He's the essence of evil. Speaking of which, uh, we watched Halloween Kills on, uh, well, Peacock for myself. I won't assume for you, but yes, Peacock streaming. Peacock, yeah. okay. If I'm ever given the opportunity to watch something at home, that will win every time. Uh, maybe the new Matrix movie will get me out, but I doubt it. I think when it comes Christmas week, because I believe it comes out Christmas a few days before, I probably will have other stuff going on, and I'm just going to click the square on hbo max like i tell myself like oh that'd be cool and you know nostalgic seen on a big screen i probably won't though um i don't know what that I mean, makes us old i guess i guess but something like dune could have watched in a theater this weekend <laughs> did, did you go out to see that one <laughs> not only did i not go see it uh i did go see the last duel this morning and there were two other people been, how, in the how theater. Was that? i was actually that was going to be this week's movie i'm going to go see i dug it um, I did feel like, <laughs> and given its box office returns, uh, wow, this type of adult material about uh, adult problems and adult relationships, because uh, it's very anti-gladiator. Like, there's like plenty of combat sequences, mm-hmm. and it's almost like Ridley Scott says, yeah, I've done this before, and just cuts away from it. And it's like, let's get back to the uh, the interpersonal drama between these three characters, I had that thought. I'm like, yeah, this would find an audience. If it, if it had been an HBO miniseries for a month, it may have been mm-hmm. reached the pop culture zeitgeist in a way. If it had just been like a four part television thing. Instead, it's just a box office disaster that there were two other people in the theater on a Saturday <laughs> watching with us. Uh, I did like it though. I, I enjoyed, you know, well, that respite. We're in still in the middle of COVID days right now. So I'll give it another full week. And then mm. I will be absolutely mm. the only person in the theater. So yeah. I think that'll be nice. I did I did walk out to a lobby of uh I presume Halloween kills uh customers. Uh no masks anywhere as far as I could see. <laughs> Why would they? But the two other people in the last duel put their masks on. And it's like there is a different <laughs> demographic. <laughs> uh, the, the, the 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 crowd that's looking for the Matt Damon version of Rashomon. That, that, those are my people, I guess. For me, it was uh, Ben Affleck with the uh, the frosted tips. I was like, man, this is taking me back. This is why I might go see The Matrix. You know that that nostalgia for late nineties. I love the Eminem look for Benny Boo. Um, I think this is giving you a hint how I felt about Halloween Kills because you threw out any other possible movie you talk about. And I'm like, I'm all over it. I'm like, oh, I've got anecdotes about that. Yeah, it was, it was fun. There were two people there. Peacock. Peacock last week. I paid five bucks for this, I guess. I paid for a month of Peacock. Uh, so they won. Um, I don't have many memories of the 2018 one. And obviously, as you've alluded to, a lot has happened since 2018 that has maybe put the details of something like 
David Gordon Green's Halloween on the back burner. But I don't remember having really any reaction to it. Like maybe like back then, like, oh, that was a nod out to movies, but I it nothing mm-hmm. stuck with me. <laughs> so I came into this on Peacock seeing some of the um early reviews that were just disgusted with what he had done with the sequel and felt uh like the know it all that I am on a movie podcast, like, eh, you're overreacting. Like, you know, <laughs> With my ignorance of having no uh, memories from the first one, I was like, hey, it can't be that bad. That first one was just totally forgettable, so why are you so upset about this? And then I watched Halloween Kills, and this felt like uh, one of Peter Jackson's Hobbit movies to me, where it's all padding. I'm like, this didn't really need to be... Like, you wanted to do a trilogy, because there's more money in it. There's a Well, there used to be a box set... But this feels like one or two kill sequences for me. Like, the townspeople get upset. Drunk people in a bar decide they can kill Michael Myers. Next sequence, he kills them all. And then we're back to the A plot with Jamie Lee Curtis. We're in the the, the B or C plot for the entirety of this runtime. And I admired the uh, chutzpah, I guess, in a way. But (laughs) I also was reminded like oh yeah this is why these things that you ask about horror movies like why don't they just do this they don't make for very entertaining movies so it's like why do the townspeople just not fight back oh because this is kind of boring and it ends up being stupid if you try to take that <laughs> that logic and apply it to a slasher movie where a guy has been shot killed set on fire had his head chopped off so many times we don't really need to have the uh cold shower for these festivities and that's what i felt like this movie was I, I'm surprised that that's your reaction and the general reaction is lining up with all the fanboys right now. Um, you guys are kind of in lockstep with that. They also um, didn't like uh, the Breakfast Club forming with a lynch mob for, for Mike Myers. I, I what were they? What were they offended which one by? Of the Hughes movies he would be reduced yeah. to? Yeah. So were they offended from? Because a lot of the fanboy culture seems to elevate the the monster, and I don't know. That's probably going back to like you know. Bella Lugosi or something. It's like, they're the cool ones, right? So mm-hmm. is it just, is it the audacity of the meat shields thinking that they could take on the hero that people have on their t-shirts and their posters? Because to me, I was with the idea until we just went on with it for so long. I was like, well, this is kind of interesting because what if you used, well, I guess they don't really use modern technology, do they? Nobody's using a fucking cell phone in this. <laughs> They're not trying to use their GPS to triangulate the position of Mike Myers, and no one's geotagging his last you know, <laughs> footprints as far as, as he lumbers through the town. <laughs> There's not that. But what? so what is the fan reaction in that regard? Is it the lack of Jamie Lee Curtis, like, kind of being that's cast a, that's aside? That's a part of it. Okay. Like, the, the lack of Jamie Lee Curtis, the way that the structure of the film that you were talking about, that this is the middle part of a trilogy and absolutely does feel like something that doesn't completely stand on its own. Um, And then there were also some people that were throwing out some really strange uh, (laughs) uh, comments saying that the Big John, Little John was homophobic, that whole thing. And I kind of thought that was one of the highlights of the movie, that the, the couple's in this, I actually really liked the way they handled the relationships of the victims here. Um, Wait, homophobic the because they were featured because the, the yeah because they the... they just because they had the audacity to 
highlight gay people and kill them, I guess. I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't pick up, the, you know, the straight guy here watching this next to his grumbling wife did not pick up on that. My, my antenna is pretty bad about uh, what I'm supposed to be um, offended by because uh, that's not been my problem in life up to this point. No, no. <laughs> and it's it's most things where I am the clueless guy saying I didn't know that bothered people. Okay, mm. fine. Yes, I, I can. That, that one just, I actually really enjoyed those characters and they were something that the the couples that it kind of this movie plays out more like these little vignettes that you get to know the this yes. old couple and then mm-hmm. you get to know the um the big john little john you get to know these people for you know 10 15 minutes and then they're killed off and it felt like almost like a creep show thing where it was going between the you know these different residents of haddonfield and you know every once in a while mike myers would show up and i actually really enjoyed it i have a question for you that about that because yeah. i was i wasn't feeling particularly homophobic as i uh, was uh watching my new streaming service maybe ageist i don't know if i was defending the honor of the uh what i presume be the golden years this couple that you know they lived through uh previous purges from mike myers which uh i guess would just now be what two films in this continuity just the 2018 and the 78 right so continuity in the halloween series is really strange because they all kind of take part one um this one takes part one then the 2018 halloween then this is the third one part four or no i'm sorry h2o starts as a direct sequel to halloween part two with jamie lee curtis so it goes one two six and then there's three that's by itself and then there's four and five that are their own arc so it's kind of choose your own adventure with Halloween. I think I have only jumped in with the mainstream because I remember watching H2O because I was a teenager then. I think that was coming off of the success of Scream that yeah. they were because you got Josh Hartnett, I, Michelle Williams. They're like, let's I, put the new did generation Kevin Williamson in. Take a crack at that script also. I, if, if not, it felt like that dude came through like Shane Black in the horror genre and is like, I'm going to cash in in that late 90s. And they did Dawson's Creek and he was set up for life with residuals. So he's he was good. That's funny you bring that up because I was on a uh, before we recorded tonight, I was debating and I actually had Halloween H2 on because of our last conversation with James Bond. I, we were debating this like, you know, like the way I love to debate, not by having all this research at my disposal but just to like fight with my own memory of like no 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 what how was that ending and it makes for (laughs) horrible podcasting but i will debate it until i finally just click a tab and google it and there's our answer which i could have done at the beginning of it but i didn't feel like doing that to my wife again because she said at the end of halloween kills this is why i don't watch this type of bullshit because she got to the end of it. I don't think she saw the 2018 version. I didn't feel that it was necessary because she'd seen the trailers for kills a thousand times and it's like the house is on fire. They thought they killed him. It's I don't whatever. think you need to see it. It's um, However, yeah. Reddit tells me otherwise because I asked her, I was like, well, let's watch, uh, let's watch Scream. But I, then I was like, well, we'll watch Scream 1 and 2. Was that last year? Was it two years ago? You know, COVID, it's, I don't remember when... We did, but it was during October one month. And she's like, yeah, we did watch two of them. So that wasn't a pickle, Chris. I'm going to ask your advice on this. I don't know if you know. Maybe you weren't a big Scream guy. I, I The first three are great. Okay, so you like the third one. I don't remember yeah. enjoying it 
but I only watched it in theaters on its initial release. Rewatch it now through the lens of somebody talking shit directly to Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. It's if you take it through the idea that somebody is just like openly mocking that man, then yeah, I think you'll you'll get a kick okay. out of it. But yeah, maybe we'll check that out. Uh, instead, I decided to uh, go to a safe place and have my wife watch Bound for the first time. And every time there was a lesbian interaction, I was elbowing her like, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Got a friend? <laughs> so, you know, horrifying in other ways for her in this month of October. Yeah. But uh, I tried to look that up on Reddit because I didn't have good feelings about Scream 3, even though I own them all. I own all four of them. Um, and I was really trying to convince myself, maybe we'll just skip to Scream 4. Uh, but Reddit well, was very well, divisive. Quick question. S- side- sidetrack. I apologize. Did you buy them as one set or did you buy like the first three and then you had to complete? Did you make a separate uh, purchase? That's a good for? question. I think, cause this, this is on my Apple TV. So I have uh, digital copies. Um, okay. I never owned a copy of, I don't think I owned a copy. I certainly didn't own four on disc. I may have owned three as a box set type thing. Um, yeah. But Apple is pretty big about selling you bundles as well. The digital and you get the discounted one. So I always consider that I get whichever part I don't like. I'm like, well, it's free anyway. But it's not really because if I just bought the ones I liked, I'd still be coming out ahead. But I'm a completionist that way. Uh, but Reddit was pretty divisive. But they did mention on Kevin Williamson that he had no part in Scream 3. And so some fans, much like Halloween, consider Scream 4 actually part 3 of the Kevin Williamson saga. Which I don't know how that fits in with the fifth one that's coming up my wife uh we saw that trailer today for last duel she has a big problem with that and i think she has a problem with the 2018 halloween just for title purposes because she says if they're in the same continuity it's not a remake it's not a reboot why do you have the same fucking title so it goes from halloween to halloween to halloween kills that is troubling to her she hates that so is that a more troubling name sequence than the rambo series was it uh, First Blood? So he doesn't get the Rambo, blood, right? Until Rambo Part 2. Rambo. What is, is it First Blood Part 2 Rambo? <laughs> What's the name of the second one? First Blood is the first film, right? There's no Rambo. Yeah, 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 so then he gets blood. to be above the title, the character, mm-hmm. uh, the second one. Um, I don't know. I think uh, Batman Begins has always pained me the most because it, it's the Dark Knight trilogy. Like they had a cool name, right? And Batman Begins sounds kind of corny and tacky when it's <laughs> becomes the dark knight the dark knight rises and now it's the dark knight trilogy i don't know that's that's the one that i i dislike yeah it seems like the first one should have been called dark knight rises like just that's the birth and so the third yeah. one was dark knight disappoints everyone like the dark fan base descents <laughs> yeah yeah um Boy, this is a great review of Halloween Kills. We're attempting to do as we're <laughs> really getting into the weeds. I, I really enjoyed this one, but I'm willing, I'm willing to talk about obnoxious sequel titles. Well, okay, so how do you t- how do you talk about the events of Halloween Kills? Like, because I like your description of it. There's not a lot of forward momentum, which is you know it's apparently like the chief complaint of uh, the internet, which I'm now unfortunately a part of. Of it's the lull for the uh, i guess the main character uh if you're just looking at jamie lee curtis fights mike myers that's it then yeah it's a timeout and you just let him 
I don't know, shadow box with idiots with sticks. And uh, I did see an image on Twitter, which I don't know if the film really keyed into it, but um, <laughs> there was a woman, she had some sort of like appliance that was unplugged. It was, it's like a big group shot of the whole crowd around Michael Myers and I can't remember what she was wielding, but it's just something, it, it's almost like it was, they knew, okay, this is ridiculous, right? Like this is a very comedic, like, you know, the, the mob comes after Frankenstein moment and we're going to like lean into it. But I, did you, did you get those laughable elements from the movie? Like on purpose? Okay. Yeah. okay. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, oh, it, your, uh, your mic is like way up. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> First, I didn't know if it was just like a, you were being incredibly enthusiastic and just like yelled. Yeah! <laughs> is that better? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's like, Jesus, who's the fan point now? <laughs> well, okay. You, you can't, in, to me, if you're taking slasher films seriously, um, and not kind of laughing at the absurdity of them. I, I don't understand that. Um, they're, I, they lean into it and it's, they're goofy and fun in that way. They're not supposed to be taken overly serious. It's um, the fact that, yeah, the, that Mike Myers comes back. And yet again, if you do the, you know, dark Knight trilogy version of this and it's set in reality, that sounds horrible and boring. I would have no interest in that. It takes away all the fun. Um, so taking the Frankenstein's monster townspeople with their pitchforks and torches, uh, chasing him down, I kind of like that. And it especially, um, kind of speaks to a lot of, uh, stupidity that we have right now. Um, I mean, I, I guess if you had to guess, I, I breakfast club would definitely be an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. I, I mean, so he seems, I'm not that that's not my hero. I'm waiting for him to die. I'm okay with that. He does seem to uh, think that he is more of an expert on something that he is wildly incapable of dealing with, which is, I, I guess, like evil personified. Right. That's the mm-hmm. that's not a new message for this film that uh, they, they've sort of toyed with that that concept before. Um, I don't know. I guess the Rob Zombie ones. I know I watched the first of his, but was that as grounded as they attempted to be with Michael Myers? Like the origin story, the trauma, the abuse, like what made him. The first one would be, um, and then part two feels like that's the movie that zombie wanted to make the whole time um, where he was just able to go completely nuts with it. And it's probably one of the best in the series. It's one of the most hated ones in the wow. series, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's so just why, if why do you hate the Halloween fan base so much that you have to be the the minority report that goes against them? Like what is considered good? Like you're the the Star Trek guy. I don't remember the numbers, but whatever. If it's odd or even, that are considered the good ones. You're you're going the other way here, apparently. Um, I I, I guess so, but it, it's kind of like the the people that love Part Three. They it has a very vocal fan base the among the people that's michael myers one right i've not seen it yeah okay. exactly the season of the witch the one the um the tom atkins one that people just go nuts over um and to me that's h2 is the that's the unsung one in the bunch that doesn't get that love now part three people that are big fans of that feel like that one doesn't get the love that it deserves so so yeah there are people that 
agree with me, but it doesn't feel like they're the ones that show up at the top of the Twitter feed, which we know is the best way of keeping the pulse of <laughs> anything in societal. At what point I, I had this thought about the horror genre that it's almost, there seems to be a, it's very music scene like um, where it's almost like once these figures break into the mainstream, there is this, I don't want to call it elitist, but there's this like desire to, uh, to go back to the way these movies felt like when it's like, you're just alone in your, your bedroom with like a VHS tape watching this thing. Yeah. And you feel like no one else at school is into this stuff. And then you find your people there. They're kind of into this shit. And certainly the 2018 version was, and this one as well. I mean, especially in COVID times, like massive numbers at the box office for this shit. And it's interesting to see the, I guess, push and pull over like, yeah, you're into this one, but you should have listened to the early stuff. You should, it's kind of what you're getting at with these, like the, the numbers. It's like, no, 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 this mm -hmm. is, and similar to me even on a much smaller scale, when I'm just trying to find out, you know, do I need to f subject my wife to scream three or can we go to scream four? Uh, there's like, I, I could not believe, which I, at this point I should be used to the internet. If you go to a message board or try to read comments on something, everything will be litigated. Like it just, everyone's coming yeah. armed to the teeth <laughs> to defend whatever little bullshit that they like. But it seems to me that, um, there's just a lot of enthusiasm for this genre, much more so than, I don't know, people who are into teen comedies or something like, is, are they that protective over that stuff? Or like, cause we've talked about the Hughes, John Hughes stuff a lot. Maybe that was it. Maybe because I know that's held like kind of its place in pop culture. I don't know of one '90s or 2000 era teen movie that, or the or that like era of teen movies where people would be like, no, 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 this is the good shit. This is the stuff well, you gotta go back to. You couldn't. I mean, I get people will have those. I assume that the no, 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 not not ten things I hate about you. No, fuck <laughs> that. It's all about Empire Records. <laughs> I, I guess that's a conversation happening somewhere in the world right now. Um. But really, I think that people that end up falling in love with genre stuff, they, those are kind of the lost souls that are looking for a tribe. Um, those are the kids that were really into indie music and punk rock or goth kids or whatever it was, and they needed to find something. And it's just a lot easier to find those people now because it used to be, yeah, there would be the couple kids in your high school that were into that shit. And that was really it. And now it's, you can find thousands of kids any given night. And those movies were always big hits. So they were popular and they were mainstream. It's just, you, you weren't the person that was getting a full, you know, back piece of, you know, Michael Myers and Freddie. <laughs> and that's still around uh, now. Obviously, if you like subscribe to something like Shudder, uh, you can find that, that stuff. But um Certainly something like this this little trilogy, uh, presumed trilogy of uh, Halloween movies from David Gordon Green. This is like the Super Bowl for the horror community this year, right? This is the one that's meant to be the crossover thing that probably doesn't pull people to a Shutter subscription, but uh, maybe it pulls like a newer generation of people into that type of stuff. I think that, yeah, this is like... The, this could be a gateway movie for somebody that gets them to go back and watch these other things and through watching all of the Halloween films and they're trying to figure out that continuity. Would you, <laughs> okay, you, you've got two boys. Would you, do you see like 
a generation going back and trying to, you know, I, I said that myself, even though I'm a hater of Scream 3, apparently wrongly in your eyes, uh, that I'm a completionist. Do you see that from the newer generations where they're going to feel like, okay, I'm going to go back and watch all the Halloween? Or are the filmmakers here correct where the sort of choose your own path, choose your own ending? Will this be the definitive continuity for Halloween going forward? Or does any of it matter in the horror genre? doesn't matter they can reset at any moment and it doesn't matter with action genre it doesn't matter with the fast and furious films you you can oh no he wasn't actually dead or we're going to go ahead and tell these next five films before this one took place that nobody really ever gave a shit about and then makes everything count on that and we'll redefine everything that happened in the first film nobody cares i mean if you check the boxes that the fans are looking for at the end of the day i think most people will be satisfied with it more okay with resetting it if you bring something new to it and you have something interesting to say about it but like i don't know um i was interviewing philip Jalot the other day like on friday and his new movie spine of the night was something that kind of the idea of passing things on to my boy he's 11 years old and it's this this film that he's right at that age where i kind of want to start leaving things around the house for him to put on but i don't want to be the person that gave it to him directly <laughs> and his film was that because it's like this it's in that heavy metal type movie it's an adult animation thing and i was like god damn it i, I really want him to see this but i can't well, okay. be that irresponsible as a dad okay so you're like i was wondering like is it a uh my influence will make this uncool or you're just you're both both okay. no every, everything that i like sucks i mean i have garbage taste in music and yeah i can't get him to watch anything that i enjoy so no and he's right i'm old as shit and irrelevant so yeah, I have, I, he's right to ignore my taste. I, I would like him to discover a few things here and there, though. I, I think I have a better shot with the five-year-old. I've given up on the 11-year-old at this point. We talked about in the James Bond discussion, uh, comparing it to uh, an attempt to give an ending, a sort of uh, marvelization of continuity, at least to the Daniel Craig series. Uh, I don't know if they'll you know, attempt to honor that. Um I'm sure if they do, it would only because they are financially motivated to try to do the <laughs> the Bond cinematic universe in a way that they haven't. Uh, but when we're talking about passing things on to the next generation, I do wonder, you know, God willing, that you and I will live to see the day when the, the Marvel universe, uh, I, I never thought I'd say this, needs to reboot. Or, like, you know, finally people, like, get tired of, like, looking back over... 50 years of like <laughs> this serialized storytelling um because certainly the comic books have they've had to like you know they have to reset the the demographic yeah. at some point um when do we get the new 52 of... yes yeah and i it's interesting because and this isn't necessarily the the horror genre but it's similar in that when we're talking about christopher nolan's dark knight series uh the internet goes apeshit for the batman and you know suddenly no one cares necessarily even the snyder fans no one really cares that it's not ben affleck anymore like that it's not the snyderverse because if it's looks cool enough and it looks like something that's gonna be interesting it's a way to reset it in a way that like we've always done for those movies still exist the christopher nolan stuff still exists but i'm pretty damn skippy that you know a younger generation will claim this as their batman and I wonder next year what it's going to be like when, say, you have this massive hit with, uh, you know, the the Twilight dude, the vampire getting his take on the <laughs> the cow, and then we're bringing out, rolling out Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck again next Thanksgiving. And be like, 
we were once Batman as well. <laughs> it's, it's, I, yeah. I'm not saying that everything needs to fall in line perfectly like a Marvel movie, um, but I do think that it's okay to to just let things go and then move forward with something else. We don't we don't have to necessarily fit all those pieces into place. Um, so and and it'll be financially motivated, of course, like whatever. Uh, Robert Pattinson does if that's like the biggest hit next year maybe they're not as quick to hang their hat on Michael Keaton still being around and it'll just be a brief but glorious cameo for the fans Um, but that's the same thing with Halloween right like they've said this is a trilogy no one in the right mind expects well this is it no one expects Halloween ends to (laughs) be a literal (laughs) ending to the franchise and that's healthy no it'll this will be the end of David Gordon Green's arc. How, how, how did that films. happen, by the way? How is he doing like an Exorcist trilogy next? How how has he become a horror and, guy? And is he doing is he doing Hellraiser also? The TV series, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he has Hellraiser, Exorcist, and Halloween. Yeah, how, how did he get this particular bingo where he he got all of these properties uh, in a row? I I think that people saw the success of Halloween um, after zombie kind of the halloween 2 was just it tanked there wasn't as much interest in it there was a guy him and danny mcbride of all people wanted to reboot the series they had a take that they were interested in fuck it give give them a shot why not these things don't cost a lot of money we won't lose our shirts on it and it actually was a huge hit so i think it was pretty much as they were wrapping the film it was i have an idea to do another two of these and they pretty much just rolled up the you know the trucks to the house full of money and said what else do you want and i'm sure he just I, the omen maybe next what, what else is he gonna do his career like there is some sense to it um you know following the money i guess where uh george washington which i believe is an official criterion collection uh it is all the it, that was girls, like a student film though right yeah uh which i guess you know, these halloween films are being filmed in north carolina so he's maintaining mm-hmm. that those ties uh all the real girls is one of my favorite movies uh from 2003 um snow angels which i did not see but uh i remember that it was one of those sort of like you should have seen this in 2007 but no one did including myself who owns a dvd copy from a hollywood video and i always tell myself yeah i should watch that and then never (laughs) never do um but yeah then he gets into the pineapple express and does your highness and the sitter so it's like okay comedy is going to be my thing this is how i'm gonna you know pay my mortgage and it's just interesting. You can see the clear ebb and flow of like, okay, what's next? What's, and it's a little, I guess, journeyman like, uh, in yeah. a way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just interesting to see him going from doing stronger with Jake Gyllenhaal, um, about the Boston marathon bombing to like, uh, so is there like a horror movie I can do that I can get paid so I can get fat on this? Um, but I do think that he probably comes at it from a like nerdy film freak, I, I I do that. This doesn't feel like a cynical cash grab. These movies for I, I feel like he is trying to do something with these it, movies. It seems that, like he's getting to play with his toys from his youth. Anyway. Yeah, and there's there's an enthusiasm to it. It's just wrong headed enthusiasm where I'm like this <laughs> this this one idea that was pushed. And I did read that that I guess this was initially designed as like a two parter, and maybe the success of the, uh, the, the first one stretched out. That's, that's what I'm seeing. I'm thinking that Jamie Lee just liked that. She just didn't have to do much in this one. Like, yeah, it sounds great to me. Let me just lay up in bed, uh, a few, few, uh, badass monologues. And then, you know, I'll, I'll come back the next go around. 
What what do you think of uh, I saw an interview right before we got on the call where he's initially the third part it was all going to be in one night all three of these films and now the third part is going to be four years later and is going to uh, very much uh, reference the COVID nineteen pandemic. Yeah, it doesn't seem necessary. <laughs> I think we're good. I mean, we're also good on this podcast because I love your delivery on that. Where it's like there's a beat, and it's like, yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> it sounds like maybe during the actual pandemic when they were going to be filming these like back to back, a little too much time to think about the horrors of the world, and it sort of infected the writing a little bit. Yeah, I, I no horrors best when it's social commentary is an arm's length away. Um, when it's directly preaching, it never goes well. No, I can't think of, I mean, get out is maybe as close as you want to like. That, that's still, that's, that's absolutely, I think that's removed a little bit because there's the, the fantasy elements of it kind of make it that it's a Stepford Wives film. I would essentially. say the, the humor of it. Uh, is mm. what kind of absolves it of just being like, this is very important. Uh, there is a sense of fun with <laughs> pretty, pretty dark subject matter. And yeah. that one, uh, you, what did you think of us going on? Sort of- I, I actually like it more than get out. Really? Yeah. Couldn't get into it. Needed more Elizabeth Moss. I'm, I'm the, I, Oh, the it was the, ex- the exact right amount. It was the uh, perfect, no spice for that movie spilling more drinks on people and just stumbling <laughs> stumbling around drunk that's i wanted to... <laughs> now that it, that could have been us you could have the middle section of just elizabeth moss just drunk <laughs> yelling at her husband yelling at her kids that's the expanded <laughs> film that they just accidentally made <laughs> yeah i'm the guy gonna tell jordan peele like hey make a second part to this just so white you, you know the two white people that you have in the movie, <laughs> Mr. Peel? Let's focus on them. I, I will be the uh, DiCaprio and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood meme where I'm the guy pointing. Like, oh, finally, the whites are in this. Stretch this out longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that can stay in as well. Yeah.
here. Go get in the car. I'll be right there. What the fuck do you think you're doing? Mom, I'm really uncomfortable with you saying that Well, word. then don't put me in the position, John. Do you know what day it is? Of all the days for you to pull this shit, what do you think you can do? Just wander around town? I don't ask you for very much. Just give me one Mom, day! I've given you 17 years! And I need you to be responsible. Do you know what that means? Responsible. Don't talk to me about responsible, I Mom. just need this one thing. Mom, I am not responsible for you! That's it. That's enough. I can't take it, Mom. He's dead. Michael Myers is dead. What do you want me to say? That it's over? That we should try to get on with some attempt at a happy existence, Mom. Because all the shit that's going on in your head is leaking out on me, and I can't take it anymore. You told me yourself you watched him burn. I didn't exactly stay to see his ashes, oh, 20 years. 20 years. Don't you think he would have shown up by now? What's he waiting for, huh? Okay, Mom, I can't live like this. I'm sorry. What, what does that mean, John? If you want to stay handcuffed to your dead brother, that's fine, but you're not dragging me along. Not anymore.